freaking spiders, right? Hello and welcome to Scientifically Spiders. What? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I misspoke. I got a little ahead of myself. Uh, I guess we're talking about some gross little spindly-legged freaks. You take offense to that, Dave? Yeah, I do, actually. <laughs> Are you a spider secretly? Uh, kind of. I, I think like in a lot of ways I really am. Dave's a spider not that secretly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely, like, very obviously a spider. I'm, like, long limbs. Pretty spindly. Sort of scuttle everywhere. Yeah, you're like, uh, you, you, you stick to stuff real easy. Real, real sticky all yeah. the time. Yeah, you shot web. <laughs> How do I shot web? <laughs> so, we are Scientifically Speaking, Cornell University's educational science talk show. I'm Dave. I'm Zach. I'm Shane. And we are going to be talking about spiders today. It's going to be fantastic. I'm literally so excited for this episode. Dave was like, I'm going to talk about spiders. We're going to do an episode about spiders. I'm going to talk about there's so many spiders. I was like, Dave, why are spiders cool? I'm not going to go ahead until you give me some examples. And he was like, there's this one and that one and the other one that has all this cool stuff. I can do this thing. I was like, oh my God. Okay, we'll do this episode, I guess. <laughs> you yes. can do whatever you want, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> this, literally, this episode is mostly me free, is just me freestyling. I'm just hoping we like, they don't... <laughs> Dave's gonna fangirl out. We were I'm, like, "Where are we gonna find time to research?" And we were like, "Dave, Dave, you can, you can probably just, just do this, right? Like, you don't need to 60% research." Sixty percent of these notes are straight from memory, and then another twenty percent easily is shit that I just recalled instantly upon seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I did most of these notes before opening any other tabs. So, so Zach and I are gonna learn a lot here. I hope so, Wonderful. and I hope all the rest of everybody our else, beautiful listeners, are gonna learn so much about spiders and why they're amazing and cool and you shouldn't be afraid of them and they're very friendly and they're awesome and I love them. <laughs> Sounds a little bit biased. I don't know, I think it's pretty good. <laughs> I'm definitely biased. When I was a kid, my dad and I used to save black widows because we lived in Utah. Well, that sounds like a dangerous They, they got into our house and so what we did was we put them in a cage and kept them in our house over the winter so they didn't die. Um, of all of the spiders to save, we chose that one <laughs> they because do, they're the prettiest. Right. They do look cool. They, they are very cool. They look epically cool. Kind of really creepy. They also hurt real bad if they bite you. Meh. We'll talk about it. <laughs> okay. What are spiders Stop. really? <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> we can't do that. It's so dumb. It's, it literally works every time, though. That doesn't work. No, it, do it, it every literally time. never works. You just always do it. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Okay. So freaking spiders, right? All I know about them is that they have eight legs and a big old boom. That is accurate. That is also accurate. And lots of eyes. That's true. Those, that's pretty much all you need does to that, know. Does that... Honestly, if you walk away from this episode only knowing that spiders have eight legs and big butts and eight eyes... Okay. Is it always eight? I thought they had like varying no. numbers of eyes. Usually eight. That's really weird. Sometimes they lose some. You lose always them. lose a specific one. Oh, what? Weird. In lineage. Certain lineages have lost eyes. Oh. And then there are blind cave spiders with no eyes. Uh, that's freaky. Yeah, that's real weird. Oh cave God. things, anything that lives in a cave is guaranteed true. to be the weirdest fucking thing ever. <laughs> like cavemen. Guaranteed. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> cavemen are the weirdest of men. <laughs> Maybe. So, does the, those three criteria that we just mentioned, big booty, 
eight, well, I guess not the eyes. We talked about how some don't have eyes. And the eight legs, does that, if anything that fits those criteria, is that is that definitely a spider? No. There are, it's, spiders are defined a little more complexly than that. But for the I most part, so. eight <laughs> legs is actually a pretty good, eight legs is pretty, pretty good. So okay. first things first, I want to talk a little bit about where spiders fall in the big old tree of life. Obviously, they're animals, but the specific part of the tree they fall into. Say obviously they're animals. Yeah, they're kind of creepy looking. I think I think there's a larger of people who would assume that insects and spiders and arachnids in general are separate from animals. They're so different from most from mammals specifically. Yes, so that is accurate. So okay, but okay, but they are animals. Spiders are animals. They fall into a category called ecdysozoa. What that means Woo. is this clade, a clade is a group of organisms that's related evolutionarily. Okay. This clade called Ecdysozoa, they are all animals that have some sort of shedding process. They shed their outer layer. Okay. Literally all. Like okay. The whole all thing. So it would be like if that we like shed insects, our whole skin. Yes. Okay. So that includes insects, it includes spiders, it includes velvet worms, it includes water bears, Those it includes spider crabs, uh, nematodes, like it includes snakes. No, snakes are reptiles. I know, but they shed they shed their whole selves. But that's they're they also have a vertebrate. They also have a oh, okay. vertebral column. So, this so is that's a big invertebrates that, yeah, this that is, shed them. Yes. Their outer layer. Okay. Correct. Okay. Cool. Um. Also, snakes are uh, 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 um, deuterostomes. What is with us? Which oh. means butthole forms first. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh yeah, we've talked about other that. Other invertebrates <laughs> such as spiders are protostomes, which means their mouth forms first. So bigger difference there. So they are in ectysozoans, which means they shed their skin. They're also in arthropoda, which means they have a hardened exoskeleton. Mm. Like lobsters. Yes, correct. Lobsters are also an arthropod. I, when I learned what arthropods Can you name were... some other arthropods? Yeah, it's crabs. Okay, yeah, you're right. Shrimp. Yes. We're just getting smaller with the same animal, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is accurate. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it's these things that have some sort of hardened exoskeleton and segmented bodies. That sounds like an insect. Yeah, insects are arthropods. I did it! Exactly. <laughs> I need another one. So... Now, within this group, they're in a, a clade called Chelicerata, which means they have chelicera. And what chelicera are, are these weird segmented appendages before the mouth. Before. Uh, in front of the mouth. Okay, so like the little, like, uh, the little, but like they're like the bendy, they're segmented, right? So they're like, they're like jointed. Not necessarily. Okay. They are segmented, but they aren't necessarily bendy. Okay. Because... It can have segments that are fused. Oh, got it. Okay. So, for example, in uh, scorpions, they have little tiny fangs that don't okay. really work well. But they, spiders, like, project out and... Yes, yeah, okay. before, they're literally before the mouth. Like and spiders have fangs. That's what their chelicer are. Those fangs are very, very specific to spiders. Got it. They're really interesting. Cool. The next category, smaller, little smaller subcategory, is arachnids. Spiders are arachnids, along with scorpions and other things. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, Arachnids are things with eight legs. Things that fall into all these other categories and also have eight legs. So, yeah, that's why eight legs is actually an important thing to remember. Oh, cool. So so that's where spiders are in the tree. It's a weird branch of 
Evolution, and it's it's probably one of my favorites. Cool. I love Clearly. Them all. Yeah, I wish everyone could see how excited Dave is right now. It's like he's been smiling continuously. His since eyes are aglow with madness. <laughs> and spiders. <laughs> my eyes are literally made of spiders. Oh no. <laughs> I just pictured spiders crawling out of your empty eye socket. <laughs> oh. Wait, you were just fighting, he was just playing uh Twilight Legend Princess. Of Twilight Princess and the big just, old spider boss. Yep, and it, it had oh. an eye in its back, and then when you killed the spider, the eye was also a smaller spider, and the eyeball was its uh, its butt. Oh it. no! What? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then it crawled around. Yeah, dude, it was weird. That's it's weirdly horrifying. coincidental. Did you do that on purpose? Did you like get no. it now? Okay. Just happens to be the boss of that dungeon. Yeah, see, spider spiders are evil. Q E D. Take Harry Potter with Aragog. Who almost ate Harry and Ron, mm-hmm. or take uh, 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 Shalob, who almost ate Frodo and Sam. Um, yeah, so it sounds more are, like they're hungry than evil. That is probably more accurate. <laughs> yeah, spiders are pretty cool. All right. So, okay, so let's talk about some of the general anatomy of spiders. Like, yes, please. What they look like, how they're made, what they do. Um, well, not really what they do. We'll get into that later. But okay. So we talked about them being. Arthropods, which means they have segmented bodies and hard exoskeletons. In spiders, they have two segments of their body. The cephalothorax, which is the front region, and the abdomen, which is the back region. The abdomen is that big old booty we were talking about. Spiders have a big old abdomen. Cephalothorax is just their head, basically? Yeah, it's where all the legs connect, it's where their eyes are, it's where their mouth is. So... Cephalo. Is that just a combination head. of the of words for cephalo head, head and, and thorax chest? Yes, <laughs> yeah. that is accurate. Okay, it's literally the head, head chest. chest. <laughs> it's basically it's basically like if humans just didn't have necks, <laughs> but also like had a neck connect- connecting their chest to their stomach. Like. Yeah, and then everything past their chest was just like just enormous. Like the rest of the body, <laughs> just this a big old booty. Oh, it's be really weird. Spider Man in real life would be fucking <laughs> horrifying. Oh man, we should man paint, spider. We should paint a picture of a man spider thing at the end of this episode. Man yeah. spider is, I think, already a comic. He book is, character. but I think it's probably not anatomically accurate as well as we could do. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh no. So they have this hard exoskeleton made out of um, chitin. Which is a, a structural it's protein. It's spelled chitin, C H I T I N. Chitin. But it's pronounced <laughs> correct, pronounced chitin. Um, and they also have segmented legs sticking out of their cephalothorax. Eight legs. They, all, exact. they all come out of the cephalothorax. All come out of the cephalothorax. Oh, well, that's really gross. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. All the arms come out of the head chest. <laughs> yes. And not the butt. I guess that now thinking about spiders. That is true and also makes them look worse in my head. Yeah, isn't that weird? You're not building a strong case for the <laughs> I think they're beautiful. Um, this is like, uh, everything is beautiful, okay? Okay. Don't, don't shit on a thing just because it, it looks different from you. That's not right. That's true. <laughs> you're, used to, you're used to tetrapods. Which are things with four limbs. Okay, and I was Anything say, that doesn't have a like... general sort of four limb shape and a head at the front. Looks weird to you. Yeah. So. Like fish. Honestly, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so. so. Spider legs. Spider legs are weird as shit. So, insects have segmented legs also. And they have muscles in their legs. 
and they move these muscles so they can move their legs. Right, that's how limbs work. <laughs> Spiders don't have muscles. That doesn't their legs. make any sense. <laughs> how do they move their legs, you ask? <laughs> yes, how do they ask? I ask that. <laughs> <laughs> so... Spiders don't have an internal skeleton, they have an exoskeleton. And inside this exoskeleton is all of their organs. And they don't have a circulatory system either, which is their heart and lungs. We talk, or, Sorry, heart and veins and stuff. We talked about this in an episode that doesn't exist anymore. Oh, right. Well, <laughs> it'll maybe re-exist. May or may not we'll see what happens. We had an episode about cardio, and we talked about the circulatory system. And then Audacity went and bing-bonged itself. <laughs> and it absolutely exploded. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, no, I'm still picking uh, Audacity shrapnel <laughs> out of my hair. Um, <laughs> so, we talked about how insects and spiders don't have circulatory system. They don't have veins. Mm. All of their blood, well, in spiders it's called hemolymph, it's just sort of washed around. It's just sort of, all of their organs are just sort of sitting in this goop. Just like just, buckets of goop. Just literally just buckets of goop, and they have little pumps that just pump it all around. So you pick up a spider and shake, it goes whoosh, 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 it, it yeah. sloshes around. Yes. I wouldn't of. pick up a spider. <laughs> um, you pick up spiders. They're pretty, pretty, pretty easy to pick up. Uh, and pretty, pretty careless. I don't know about shaking it, though. Like yeah, that saying. might not be. They might, they might not like that. So, so yeah, they, they have this fluid, and they have these legs, and they don't have muscles. They don't have muscles. How do they move? Hydraulics. They oh, what? push hemolymph through their legs. And it goes, it just fills up and extends. <laughs> Literally exactly that. So they have hollow, they, they're, they're, their they're, legs are essentially hollow, and they pump fluid in to extend them and suck it back in to put them down. And so they, that's how they walk. So that's they're wacky and play the alarm for tube men. <laughs> <laughs> that is extremely accurate. <laughs> oh my god. That's why Wait. when spiders die, their legs curl up. Can because they... they dry out god. and then they can't extend anymore, so they sort of just curl up. So is it is wow. the arm like a it's a little is springy? It, is it yeah, it's a springy, it's like contract. Mm-hmm. So... There are there are little muscles in their joints, but no like sturdy muscles that actually for movement. It's just sort of like small muscles for joint movement. So the, the relaxed position, like if you had no fluid, is the curled up yes, position. Curled and then up. filling up with fluid extends it exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah, because okay. when spiders die, they desiccate, which means they dry out. No more fluid means no more leg extension, which means their joints curl up. So they right. like can't build muscle because no. that doesn't oh, make it like literally makes couldn't some... strength train. So they couldn't get oh oh they can't get any stronger. That's super weird. I never thought about that. I definitely don't want I like them less now. <laughs> <laughs> Although actually that's nice. I wouldn't want a jacked spider bouncing around my house. Uh, imagine a spider you just like didn't kill and it's just legs got so much stronger and just like started doing push-ups and shit. Just just absolutely massive. Little Zack spider. Oh man. <laughs> Oh, God. So if you, like, you stuck a little pin into its leg, it would just, like, spill out fluid and just curl up? Spiders that get punctured can't walk. Wow. Oh, because the whole yeah. structure's compromised. The whole structure is compromised. They oh. can no longer use hydraulic pressure to wow, move Wow, that's so crazy. That's to, how do they generate the hydraulic pressure? How do they push the fluid They have their pumps in their body. that So this, these pumps move hemolymph around to slosh over oh. their organs. So... Oxygen, for example, dissolves into the the hemolymph and mm-hmm. is just pushed around to bathe the organs, and then the organs take the oxygen from that. But the same pumps also can push it into the legs. Damn, so they have little mini hearts. Yes, that aren't attached. Well, they have to a heart actually. Uh, they have like a main heart. Oh, they have heart. mini hearts that they have little pumps I that think. drive their legs. <laughs> it's a real weird. It's a really <laughs> weird system. This is. 
Yeah, that's nuts. We are very... No, it's, it's actually like, how would evolution make walking if in a completely different way? Yeah, like right. Our yeah. walking was like, well, we have these little bone structures and they sort of work as nubs and then we walked on the land. <laughs> we could pull on them and stuff. Evolution had a completely different trajectory for spiders. Wow, that's bizarre. That's awesome. That's super cool. That's so awesome. That's I'm like really so excited about that. Weird. <laughs> okay, uh, so, so other parts of spiders. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, if they have all this fluid floating around, what how, how do their lungs stay like safe from the goop? How do their lungs stay safe from the goop? Spiders don't have lungs. That makes sense. <laughs> At least not lungs in the way we have lungs. Okay. I mean, I guess it's Most yeah. arthropods, or no arthropods have lungs like that. The way okay. arthropods in general get oxygen into their body is through literally just holes in their exoskeleton. Air comes in, and they're small enough that the fluid literally just, um, uh, uh, it, your oxygen just dissolves throughout your entire body. You don't need transport systems. So it just, it. it just comes in through all these holes. And also the fluid doesn't leak out through these holes. So they're a little more complicated than that. The spiracles don't just go right into the body. It like goes into sinuses. Okay. There, where there's like, for example, there's areas called trachea that are air pockets. And these sort of facilitate oxygen transmission between the outer air, the outside and the internal hemolymph. Because I was going to say this is like, it's like Gore-Tex. Oh, yeah. yeah! Oh, man! <laughs> kind of. That is accurate. Um, spiders have book lungs, though. Uh, I don't can't guess what that means. Yeah, what? So, they're not anything like the lungs we have. They're just called lungs because they serve the same function, essentially. Okay. Which is oxygen, getting oxygen to the body. Right. So, it's these little slits, slitted areas on their abdomen, towards the front of their abdomen on the bottom, and... On the side, it just looks like pages of a book. It's oh, layers of air pockets and uh, tissue, mm-hmm. and air goes in there, and that's how it's transferred to the rest of the body. These air pockets have a lot of um, folds in the, or, sorry, the tissue has a lot of folds in it for a lot of surface area, so you get a lot of oxygen transmission, gas exchange. So they have land gills. They have land gills. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> so wait, so the deal here is that, like, the surface area to volume ratio is so high that, like, they don't need to actively suck in air the way we do by, like... Correct. By, like, using a vacuum in their chest. They just, just kind of walk around, and enough hair, air runs into their, their like, exoskeleton mm-hmm. that they just, like, get oxygen that yep. way. How ridiculous. <laughs> they, it's amazing. They are small enough that they don't need any sort of oxygen circulation system. That's so it sort efficient. of goes around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this, this applies to all arthropods, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But spiders in general have book lungs. Very cool. Which are these weird structures. That's really goofy. Yeah. So, all right. Arachnids, in general, which are the things with eight legs, usually have another a pair of appendages called pedipalps. These aren't used for walking. Pedipalps. That's like foot touching? Yeah. <laughs> it's literally limbs that are usually used for sensing. Okay. So oh. it's in so spiders it's... they have it's those <laughs> touching weird... feet. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That, that's better. <laughs> that is incredibly accurate. So in spiders, when you see a spider has eight legs and it looks like it has two other legs, if you look at it closely. Mm-hmm. No, those two things at the front near its mouth aren't actually legs. They're just little limbs that they use to touch stuff or to hold things or to manipulate food. It's like hands. they can like pick stuff up. 
with yeah. its not feet. Yeah, I was kind of imagined its big old legs going around and grab. It's those pedipalps. No, it's the little pedipalps. That's how they manipulate food items to get it into their mouths. <laughs> yeah, that's gross. That's crazy. They have so many appendages. Yeah, yeah. that's like really appendages. not. Wait, do the pedipalps also work on hydraulics, or do they have little muscles? They also work on hydraulics, although they're a little smaller, and they're they have they serve a lot of different functions. Okay, so, and also a question that I don't know if you know the answer to, but so you said that there are little muscles, like tiny muscles, on the joints. Mm-hmm. Is that how? Is that so that they can move, like control the angle that their leg goes when they fill it up? I am not I, sure, like, I was but I'm ask, assuming it's those muscles are used for more fine control yeah. over the legs. So I was gonna ask like Whereas if they can walk just backwards. Extend and, uh, like how do they control what direction? Walk backwards. You know? Yeah, they can. They're pretty. They're okay. they're pretty able to move around. So, so it's, then it's more than just extending okay. and contracting. So, that's what so those muscles, those muscles in the joints. I'm assuming. I don't actually know this, but okay. I think to my it seems like they'd be used for fine motor control. Cool. So yeah, that makes sense. When you get into real spiders, the true spiders. Well, okay. So actually, first we should talk about there are two different branches of spiders. Oh, we didn't talk about this. There's the big ones. And there's the little ones. That's a thing. That's a distinction. Essentially, there's <laughs> the mygalomorphs, which are the tarantulas. Okay. And then there's the araniomorphs, which are the spiders you see every day, the little tiny ones. Okay. Mostly so size. Like, but like, are you trying, so specifically, like, megalomorphs are like all tarantulas? Yes. Okay, so there's, there's like more. a whole, like, like subset of spiders just referring to large tarantula mm-hmm. things. Okay. So the real difference between these two isn't size, although size is usually, usually happens here. Okay. Um, it's not all, all tarantulas are my gallimorphs, so not all my gallimorphs are tarantulas. Okay. But for okay, the most okay. part, it's like tarantulas and kin. It's all large Got spiders it. that look sort of primitive. Okay. So by primitive, I mean hairy, more closely related. Well, not more closely related, but more similar in form to Ancestral ancient spiders. I was gonna ask about this. Ancient I wanna know where spiders. I, I wanna know Wait, where so those... were spiders bigger before? I was gonna ask that. This is a good question. So <laughs> a lot of people have heard about how insects in especially the Carboniferous were enormous. Right. Or at least several times bigger than what we have. The now. air was For like example, super dense and stuffed with carbon dioxide. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so they lived there literally was more air. They were just so they, they could could... have bigger wings so they could fly better. Because there was just more air. Oh, weird. And it would be like being in, like, a pool versus being in, like, the current atmosphere. It was right. somewhere in between them. So you can, like, be afford to be heavier without getting crushed under your own weight. Right. Oh. Oh, yeah, interesting. You get supported by the air underneath you. And also, like, it's just, like, how if you flap your arms right now, you won't go up. But if you flap your arms in the pool, you will. You can, <laughs> that like, is ex- actually You can afford accurate. to have, like, you can generate more lift with a shittier wing-to-body size ratio. Yeah. Wing aspect is what you're looking at. Oh, cool. Um, so, I'm glad there's a word. <laughs> were there giant spiders? Let's talk about an aspect of the wing that means a very specific thing. We're just going to call it the aspect. <laughs> that won't cause any confusion in the future at all. So were there giant spiders back in the days of giant insects? No. Oh, really? Damn it. Spiders were pretty small. Actually, I think the biggest spiders ever are alive today. Okay. The largest known fossil spider is called Nephila jurassica. Dates to about 165 million years ago. And its body length is about an inch. That's real small. Wow, that's really largest small. Largest fossil spider. Although, there is a problem with fossilization in spiders. Do you lose the legs? No. Okay. <laughs> the problem is that Spider exoskeletons aren't quite the same as insect exoskeletons. 
they're softer. So they don't uh, fossilize as well. Oh. So fossil spiders we have aren't usually in rocks. They're usually in amber. Right. So mm. it's sometimes hard to find fossil spiders. Like the mosquito in Jurassic Park. Yes. That they Can used to make dinosaurs. Can we breed dinosaurs from <laughs> spiders? Can we breed <laughs> dinosaurs <laughs> from spiders? I mean, maybe they like ate a chunk Actually, of dino and then froze in amber or something. I don't know. No. <laughs> no. Damn no. it. So, um, yeah, this is the oldest, this is the largest known fossil spider. Fossil spiders and have been around for a really long time. The oldest known terrestrial arachnid, because these evolved from marine invertebrates. Oh, that's uh, water spiders. Okay, that sounded less scary than I thought it was going to, because water spiders <laughs> are those things that walk on the water. Water striders is what you're Yes. <sighs> but water spiders are from Mario 64, maybe? I don't know. Probably. Things that walk on the water is really gross. Yeah. Anyway, okay. I feel so, like water spiders are crabs. Yeah. God, so, hey, wait, <laughs> spider crabs? You guys seen spider crabs? Yeah, those yeah oh my god. So terrible. Japanese oh, yeah. spider yeah. crabs. Yeah, go look those up if you don't want to sleep just, ever again. Someone's just like swimming with them, someone molt. It's the worst. So, <laughs> the oldest known terrestrial arachnid we've found is about 420 million years old. It dates to the Silurian, which is a, an era in geological time. Okay. Um, it was really weird looking, but it had eight legs, pair of pedipalps, um, had a triangular cephalothorax. Triangular. Weird. Triangular. What direction? Uh, it kind of looks like a triangle. Tick. Yeah, wait, what was? Like pointing forward, like the head is at the peak. Oh. Uh, it kind of looks like it looks kind of like a tick, but with a second body segment. The abdomen. And it's really. Oh, oh I only have one body segment. Yes. yes. Oh. Uh, They're just the like teardrop shape kind mm -hmm. of thing. Yep, that mm -hmm. makes sense. Interesting. Okay, so that's how long spiders have been around. About four hundred twenty million years. Ago. At least. Hashtag four twenty, please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so at least, yeah, right. So, and they evolved from marine invertebrates, and oh my god, some of the marine invertebrates are nuts. But we're not going to talk about those today. Well, Aww. a little bit at the end. Okay. But for the most part, we're focusing on spiders. Sounds good. So. We talked about their pedipalps. They have a variety of functions. Actually, in all chelicerates, the pedipalps are present, and they're all used for different things. And the chelicerates so are the ones that... Oh, I forget. It's the one before the eight legs. It's the previous... Was it the multi one? The it's the with the fangs. Fangs! Correct. Right, because... It's the mouth parts that are before the mouth. Because fangs are called chelicerites. Yes, right. the fangs <laughs> are the chelicerites. Makes sense. Um, another very, very important aspect of... Um, uh, spider anatomy are the spinnerets, which make silk. We'll talk a lot about silk later. Yay. But first, let's go back to what we were talking about and the differences between mygalomorphs, which are tarantulas and kin, and araneomorphs, which are the spiders you see on a normal basis. Your, your orb weavers, your jumpers, your um, wolf spiders, your crab spiders. Um, there's your, a spider crab, your, and there's a crab spider. Oh my god, I can What? <laughs> so, you've heard of a... Crabs, you heard of spider, spider crab. crabs, yeah. There's it's also a crab, crab spider, spider which are ambush predators that are beautifully colored and hide on flowers. Interesting. That's amazing. Um, so the thing that really differentiates between araneomorphs, the true spiders, and mygalomorphs, tarantulas and kin, is the number of book lungs. So um, mygalomorphs have two pairs, araneomorphs have one pair. Okay. And their jaw orientation, the orientation of their chelicera. Oh. Mygalomorphs, 
if you see a tarantula like rearing up, its fangs point downwards. Yeah, it's like they're arching down over its yes. face. It's like, ah, I'm gonna uh -huh. vampire bite the uh, shit out of you. Radiomorphs yeah. have fangs that act opposite to each other. Like they're pointed at each other, like pincers. Oh. So that orientation is, um, they're not as, uh, they're a little more uh, Jesus. complex with their prey interactions. Whereas tarantula is just sort of like, rawr, just stab things and stab kill the them. Crap Whereas <laughs> these allow for more manipulation and they allow for uh, more complex web building because Single you can ball. sit on a web and you don't have to have the ground below it to hold the prey there. You can manipulate it in the air. Uh, oh, pokey, 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 rappy, rappy, pokey, pokey, rappy. <laughs> yep. Cool. Interesting. So, another big difference between groups of spiders is cribolate versus e-cribolate spiders. I bet one of those doesn't have a cribellum. Cribellum, okay. Yeah. You're right. E-cribolate spiders don't have a cribellum. What is a cribellum? So we talked about the spinnerets. The spinnerets are the organs on the back of the abdomen that produce silk. They're little, like, spigots for silk, essentially. Nice. Interesting. The cribellum well, well, silk faucets. is a silk-spinning organ found in certain spiders, but unlike normal spinnerets, it's a plate covered in thousands of tiny little oh, wow. of these spigots. So rather than just having, like, two spinnerets, you've got a plate with lots of little spigots for silk. Interesting. So what these do is these make really, really, really fine silk. Rather right, than these thick silk, you got tall, smaller holes, and what they do is they're so small that um oh sorry so how the spiders get them out is curlate spiders also have another thing called the calamistrum. What that is is it's literally a comb on their third pair of legs. Oh. That's awesome! So oh, they have a wicked built-in comb on their forearm. It literally looks exactly like a comb. And what they do is they pull out silk from this curbellum and into like these really fine threads. And so the way these spiders catch prey is that these threads are so fine and so tangled and so weird that there's van der Waals forces acting on them. Oh my god. That the insects get trapped in them, get tangled, and can't leave, and then also just, they're sort of just stuck there. <laughs> That's wait, wait, crazy. Wait, we should explain van der yeah. Waals forces, so Zach. Van der Waals forces are very, very, very weak, um, transient, so like they happen like very short period of time between um, the electric dipoles between um, between atoms and they're not they're not permanent dipoles so like a dipole being uh, a plus minus pair basically and so usually if you have an atom that's totally neutral right it's like doesn't really have any net charge and it's hanging out and it doesn't attract anything um, but then it's near another thing that has a slight positive or negative charge suddenly that atom is warped by that charge and creates a dipole so the positive part of the atom goes towards the positive charge, the negative part goes, or sorry, goes away from the positive charge, the negative part goes towards, and then you suddenly have this transient dipole. And so if you just have two neutral atoms next to each other, if they are shaped in just such a way, you can end up with this transient van der Waals force between them. And so you get a whole bunch of those interacting. You can get stuff like Gecko's feet yep. attaching to a, like a piece of glass and climbing yep. up a wall. No kidding, is that how they do that? Yeah, yes. There's, there's oh! so much surface area on a Gecko's foot that it hasn't, like, their Van der Waals forces are strong enough to hold it to a wall. Wow! Yes. I didn't know that. That's epic. That's how geckos walk Okay, and this lies. is how these, like, really fine web, what is also, it? Also, also, uh, cribolate. So, also, the fact that these things are so fine that it's just so tangled and so actually easy to just get tangled up in them. Whereas, e-cribolate spiders, without this cribellum, they spit out, you know, a thread at a time. And so, 
in order to catch things on it, they had to produce a glue. They had to essentially put droplets of glue along the, the thread. Okay. To catch. So it's pulling, they're just pulling like a rope out of themselves. They're that's literally, not, it's that's like not really going to do anything. It's like a magician can... pulling like a, a thing of handkerchiefs out of his sleeve, and, except it's silk out of their butt. Right. No, but so the like the handkerchiefs, you know, if it hits you, you're just like, oh, get, get that. And you yeah. just take the handkerchiefs off. But if it's covered in glue, you're like, oh, oh crap. God, it's, yeah. it's stuck to these handkerchiefs yes. and screwed. Yeah. That, okay. I got this. That makes sense. But what's really weird is that the presence or absence of a crebellum is completely unrelated to taxonomy. So there are spiders within the same family. Some are cribbolate, some are e-cribbolate. That's so weird. So that implies that like there's like some very small amount of genetic difference between having this uh, crebellum and not having one. But or so, or that convergent evolution is just that just acting in a completely insanely strange way. A lot of times. And does every spider that has a crebellum also have a calamistrum? I mean, it yes. wouldn't make sense for it to not, but yes. does that... I think those two things are linked, because okay. I think that's how they work. Because they're... Um, although I think, actually, I think a lot of spiders have a calamistrum. Okay, because I was going to say, it'd be weird for them to, like, perfectly concurrently occur. Yeah. I don't, right? I, don't, I don't... That's a good question. I don't know how the calamistrum is in spider taxonomy. I just know that yeah. the crebellum is just all over the place, sort of randomly... Although, it's thought that the ancestral state for spiders is cribbolate. Okay. Interesting. And remember that this is in Araneomorphs, the true spiders. This isn't in tarantulas. <coughs> oh, so tarantulas... Do tarantulas have silk? Yes. Okay. Sometimes. It's weird. They're definitely a little less proficient in using it. They use it a little less often, but they do have silk glands. Okay. And they use the... Um, like a spinneret for mm-hmm. it, always? I think so. Okay. It's a good question. I don't actually, I don't know the answer to that. I, but in terms of silk production, tarantulas... Pretty bad. Yeah, not okay. great at it. But they can. They can. They okay. just don't... It's the araneomorphs where you really, really see these huge developments in silk use. So let's talk about silk. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm back to that, the, the, like the super small fibers that are so small that like even without any actual adhesive attached to them, you just get stick to stuck in them. Yeah. <laughs> That's so nuts. That's so weird. So. All right, yeah, next thing, though. So okay. let's, talk about, let's talk about that silk now. So <laughs> I, I want to see what you guys know about how spiders use silk. Bruh. Okay. So I think there's an obvious one that everybody has. The one is, so webs. Yes. Right? You always walk through those, and you're like, oh, crap, <laughs> my face is so itchy. Um, so, and use, there's all kinds of different designs for webs, so lots of spiders have different webs going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I think there's a spider, well, I know there's a spider that has a trap door thing going on, but trap I don't know if, spiders, if yeah. like, does the silk is involved in that at all? Silk is involved in that. So, the way trap door spiders make their burrows is they dig into the ground, and they line their burrows with silk. And then they make a trapdoor by sort of gluing a bunch of rocks together with silk and making it basically a hinge on their door. Oh my god. Then their silk spread out along the ground around their nest. And when prey walks on it, they feel the vibration, they know where they're coming from. And then as soon as they get close enough, they pop out and grab the prey that and pull them back so in. So epically complex behavior. Yeah. That's amazing. It's really weird. <clears throat> the way spiders use silk in uh 
detecting things is nuts. We'll yeah. talk about that a bit. Right. Too, don't they, they can tell when something's landing <coughs> on the web just by slight jiggles. Um, so don't they should, also? Well, yeah. What are some other ideas about how? To don't some spiders use them for like transport? Make like a hang glider kind of thing. Obviously, it doesn't look anything like a hang glider, but like a parachute kind of thing, and just like attach it to them, and then the wind picks it up and they fly away. That is correct. That was in that movie. They were yeah. really cute little baby spiders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlotte's Web. Baby what? spiders do that all the time. It's how they get away from their mother who might eat them. I was gonna say. Or, I was gonna say, make a joke about like escaping an them. abusive parent, but that's literally they eat their literally children. Might happen. Um, well, <laughs> so. These, yeah, a lot of baby spiders just sort of make little silk parachutes and just float away. I'm out of here, Mom and Dad! <laughs> so, oh my god. Let's talk about some... Uh, yeah, so let's, let's think. How, what are some other ways um, spiders use silk? I'm out, man. I got no more ideas. Shango? Well, you told me about the one that uses it for, like, a lasso. It, like, drops there down a There are cowboy line. spiders? <laughs> The bola spider. Oh, I know what bola are. Those are those things you throw and it wraps around the... It's like a two weights attached to a string and you throw it and it wraps oh. around the person's leg and trips the crap out of them. Yeah. So there's a bola spider. Mature female bola spiders hang upside down from a twig and then they make a web that's literally a single line with a ball of very sticky silk at the bottom. And what they do is they swing their bolas around until they catch something. Seems really inefficient, right? Yeah. It's not all they do. They also emit chemicals that resemble pheromones oh, come on. of moths to attract moths to them. The moths go, ooh, that's a lady moth. Smack! I'm going to go hit that. Then they fly up, and they get thwacked. Wow. So, what the hell? They miss a lot. About 50% of the time, they miss. You know, honestly, I'm amazed that it's as as high as 50% of, like, that, like, their success rate is as high as 50% of the time. Hmm. But even with that, they catch about the same weight of insects per night as web-building spiders. They're exactly. catching bigger things. Yeah. They miss a lot, but when they catch something, it's huge. Wow. Um, if in about 30 minutes they haven't made a kill... They eat their bolas. They eat their web. Uh, so just and to then like rest and then make a new one. Just to recycle. Yeah. Yeah. To hang because on. Because silk is extremely energetically expensive. <laughs> it's made out of mostly proteins. So right. it's like it's a lot of energy. So if you make a web, you better damn well be catching things, or you just expended a lot of web for oh, man. no reason. Interesting. Wait, so um, how efficient is the process of, like, re-eating their web? Pretty? I guess, yeah. I'm not 100%. Guess that's a good question. I don't know the exact conversion rate of how they, yeah. they eat, the, how much of it is directly turned back into new web. But, I mean, it's you eat it, you get the energy of some of the energy back from it, right? Yeah, I would, yeah, I would yeah, think. The energy they lost is from spinning it around for half an hour. <laughs> right, you lose that, but. But you get the energy of making it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. It's basically like it's like if you just had a mace and you like swing it around and you put it back in your pocket. Like the mace is still there; nothing's changed. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's just a slightly less efficient version of that. Like when you put it back in your pocket, a little piece pops off. But you can remake the piece really easily by just taking off your pinky finger or something. <laughs> okay, this analogy I think got a little too complex. Falling apart. I think. <laughs> so, uh, some spiders make nets. So ogre-faced spiders, Are those different than the webs? family dinopids, yes, they're not passive. 
They make square nets and hold them between their legs and dangle down. And what they do is they wait and sit for something to walk by. And as soon as something walks by, they throw out, they, they shoot their legs forward and wrap it in a net. Wrap oh my god. <laughs> They're just like trash. spiders are terrifying. They have enormous frontward facing eyes and they look mean as hell. They're literally Weird. so scary looking. Yeah, um, I'm definitely getting more terrified of spiders as time goes on, Dave. <laughs> Euloborids, it's another type, it's another family spider. They don't actually have any venom. How do they kill their prey? Wait, so most yeah. spiders do have venom, though. Most spiders do have and venom. And they, like, stab their prey with their fangs. Mm-hmm. Once they're trapped. Jacked. Yes. Okay. Euloborids, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more specifically about venom in spiders, too. But okay. Euloborids don't have venom. So what they do is they catch prey, they wrap it like thoroughly in silk, like completely covered in silk, mm-hmm. and then vomit all over it <laughs> until it dies and what? melts. What do they vomit onto it? Oh, like digestive, digestive. enzymes. Literally vomit. Oh, they literally, literally put their bile stomach and onto stomach acid. And they just what the hell? They, so they outwardly digest it. Yep. A External for that. digestion. Okay. And the that's so that obvious. Uh-huh. Um, and then they just drink it. Ew. Spider smoothie, insect smoothie, insect, insect smoothie. smoothie. Yeah. Um, they know how to live, man. That's so, <laughs> saltisids, jumping spiders, they make huge jumps. These are probably some of my favorite spiders. Yeah. They have two forward-facing eyes, so they're really good vision. We'll so talk about they only have two eyes, or they, no, have, they have eight eyes. Just two of but them the are forward-facing. Two are forward-facing and it. huge, Don't. and they jump. They can jump really far. What happens when you're a spider and you jump real far and you miss? You, you die. No. You just fall and have to climb back up. Oh, oh right, okay. because spiders are probably light enough that yeah. they can yeah. die from yeah, falling. Air, they, can, they can survive. The air is thick enough that they can just not die from they falling. They reach They're terminal velocity yeah, yeah. very quickly. So what they do instead is bungee jump. They, they bungee oh. stick a little piece of silk on the leaf they're on what? and then jump, and if they miss, they climb back up the string. They use it as a drag line. They use it as uh, That's basically so great. a way to catch themselves if they fall. Dude. That's great. I love that. That's crazy how, like, what's, so what's crazy to me about all of this, and we'll probably talk about it a little bit, but, like, it's, like, really can't be learned behavior. Like, it seems so complex. There's no mechanism through which they could learn it because they don't have, like, familial structures. Like, there's, it's not like they hang out with their parents and their parents teach That's them how. Wrong. Really. We'll talk about this later. There are lots of spiders that are social. But not all not of solitary. them, right? No. But it's, yeah, it's an important like point. Like, are trapped spiders, spiders are solitary? No. The spiders that are solitary, where do they get this information? Yeah. It's nuts. Innate. Instinct. It's crazy. But also, maybe they learn it. We don't know. Yeah, is it no. really, yeah. yeah. How it, spiders make webs is a hugely complicated process, and we don't know about it fully enough. Yeah, right. So, let's talk about... Um, Wait, I had another question. Oh, yeah, sure. So, we have this distinction of, like, tarantula-like spiders... Mm-hmm. Megalomorphs and araniomorphs. Yes. Um, so, do megalomorphs? So, like, do tarantulas like do they spin webs? So, Zach was asking this question a little earlier. They don't. They use silk a bit. Okay. But not much. They sort of use it in a way that's like, you know, they can line burrows with it. Okay. Or, but they don't make webs. Got it. Tarantulas don't make webs. Okay. Cool. Web building is only seen in the uraniomorphs. Got it. Because it's very complex behavior because in order to build a web, you have to be able to eat prey in the air, and if your jaws are pointing downwards, you can't do that. You have to have the ground below you. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. that's why web building developed in uraniomorphs, where they have to 
horizontally right, oriented right. jaws. Got so, what what are the differences in webs between some spiders, and why is that? Like, what are the purposes of the different? Styles? So, first off, we talked about how cribbleate versus ecribbleate spiders have slightly different silk in terms of fineness of threads and presence of sticky glue. For the most part, silk is pretty much the same in all spiders. It's not really a whole lot different uh, depending on spiders. It's pretty much the same substance for the okay. most part. I honestly don't know any like hugely different silk that's in any organism. Okay. Um, so, let's talk about webs. So we've talked about all these other things, but webs is the classic one, right? Right. Everybody knows how spiders build webs. Sometimes they're big and round and pretty, sometimes they're flat, sometimes they're funnel webs, sometimes they're cobwebs, sheet webs, all of these things exist. Okay. Uh, so what's a cobweb? Why is it... A cobweb is, um, it, it's a weird sort of 3D structure that's sort of just all over the place. It's not, it's like sort of, it's not layered, it's just sort of like a weird tangle of webs. Okay. Not in any particular shape. Oh, so it's just when you have like a few webs connected, like planes. Around yeah, so just sort yeah. of like a weird little bundle of web. Gotcha. Cobweb. Sheet webs are more oriented like a sheet with like fibers between them and stuff. And then you get the orb webs. Orb weavers, family Araneidae, are the ones that build the giant, pretty, perfect webs that everyone's familiar with. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. We actually know this process pretty well. They do the same thing every time. First, they build the radial spokes. They build the lines going out, and then they spiral into the center. Oh, yeah. That's also, like, how yeah. one would draw a web. If you were to try mm -hmm. to, you just, like, draw, like, an X, maybe, like, an a, a giant asterisk, yeah. and then you just connect all of the lines spiraling inward. That is exactly how they do it. Cool. And then they sit and wait at the center, usually, for prey to hit the web. Now, a common question that I've heard of spiders is, like, wait, so if they, things hit their webs, right? How are they so pretty all the time? The webs. Yeah. They clean them a lot. They, oh, I was assuming that the insects are just real tiny. And they're just like, <laughs> no. boop, and then do the damage to Or half the time, shit hits their webs that they can't eat. It's Half the time, they'll get prey that's get like, like, way too big. Or you get like just a leaf. Big or ass, like, or, yeah, yeah or just straight up debris. They just go, eh, you're out of here, and then they just... They clean it, they re remake that little area, and then at the end of the night, they take their web down. Oh, God. It. And put it back up the oh. next night. So every, does every spider do that? At some point they give up and eat? Eating webs their... is very common. Okay. In <laughs> it does make sense. Yeah. Like, Yeah. You're not, you don't want to waste that that pure protein. You know, yeah. Protein is super important to the spiders that don't have muscles. <laughs> they don't want to lose their veins. But as we know, Zach. Yeah. Yeah. Protein is Proteins very important. are useful for lots of things. So another interesting fact about orb weavers is... How do they make their webs the same size every time? Well, they use their own bodies as a measurement. Apparently, some of the spokes are exactly a body length and a half apart. Huh. What? <laughs> and the, uh, the spiral lines are... Excuse me. It's, All right, uh, Marco Rubio. Uh, <laughs> stop. <laughs> not Take that kind of show. in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> um, and there's some other unit that's like exactly proportional to a spider body. Interesting. That's a good call. That seems like a really like, easy measurement like, system. That's like why we have like feet. Yeah. Because you can. I mean, it didn't why work. Are they called feet. It didn't work <laughs> because for... a king's foot was exactly twelve inches once. <laughs> <laughs> the one guy. <laughs> What's an inch? I don't fucking know. <laughs> totally made to, up. No, to use... it's it's a uh, three barley corns. I think. 
Oh God, is this oh, that, God, that, that video ridiculous. with the, yeah. like every single imperial measurement oh, is just ridiculous. completely ridiculous? Yeah. Like a nautical mile and a mile are just completely different. And a Roman different. mile. Which is all completely different things. Yeah. We also, we used to use hands to measure things too. Yep. That's like you nice. use hands and feet. Horses are still measured in hands for no apparent reason. God, that's stupid. like a pony is like very, like thirteen to fifteen hands, and then a horse is like fifteen to Why? seventeen hands. I don't care about which horses. is absurd. Let's go back to spiders. We have inches now and centimeters. But we should be using the metric system. I know. Yeah, we really should. Which is clearly superior. Whatever. Or the spider system. Spider system. No, the spider system is the way we just talked about. It, it doesn't work. Yeah, no, it's like bartering. Spiders make sense the imperial system. <laughs> they use their own bodies as measurements. So, um, here's a fun question that I did not know. Anybody had asked, <laughs> but apparently NASA had thought of it. Yeah, you heard me right, NASA. What do spiders do in space? <laughs> I love that. Oh man, I feel like they do that with like, because they sort of did that with pregnant rats. Like, yeah, what happens pregnant to rats. pregnant rats in space? Well, because the question is yeah. always like, what happens? What do these zero What do these creatures yeah. do when we put them in zero gravity environments? Mm-hmm. And the pregnant rats, the answer is the rat babies don't know which way is up and which way is down. <laughs> which is unsurprising. Um, so. so they put spiders in freaking space. And they made them spin webs. They were finer than normal earth webs. Okay. Patterns of the webs were pretty similar. Variations were spotted. Um, definite difference in the characteristic of the web itself. Were, the threads were a little far, they're, Sorry. They were a little finer. The th- yeah, sorry. The threads were finer, and they were just sort of like it's different. Not hugely different, mm-hmm. but a little different. Did the, were were these spiders that were hatched in space, or were they had they made webs before and then they were sent to That's space? That's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. I would assume they were hatched in space because it takes a really long time to get to space. Yeah, and and like they yeah. like you you wouldn't want them to all. Well, how die. long do spiders live though? Depends on the spider. Right. Um, usually around two years. Oh, okay. So possible they could have. So it's weird though, because some places in the web were slightly thinner and others slightly thicker. But on Earth, all webs, every web we've ever measured has been like the same thickness throughout all parts of it. Uniformly. Yeah. Do you have any idea you... if when spiders spin their webs, they always have their spinnerets facing downwards? Yeah, that's the question, right? How do it obviously has to do with something that they're measuring with direction with zero gravity they're losing but spiders don't have a thing to measure direction they don't know which way is up or down without using their eyes but they can so i would imagine they don't have like, like they don't i mean no they don't have uh oh. cochlea like we do oh damn i forgot direction. we had those yeah that's an important we don't, they don't know which way is up if they're blind that's oh, really nuts okay because I was just thinking, so that's that could be an entirely different a- animal. No, it's the same animal, it's a spider still. It could be an entirely different issue. I was thinking that, like, um, if the spinnerets are, like, you know, because the, the silk is, like, kind of flowing, probably, mm-hmm. and so if you're oriented downwards towards gravity and pulling it out, you know, you have a pretty uniform mm-hmm. flow rate, maybe. Um, but then if you're, like, floating in space, there's nothing drawing out the web at all besides pulling on it. Well, the thing is, it's not really, nothing is drawing out the web on Earth either without right. pulling on it. Right, so, but, yeah. but it might like bunch up towards, gra- I don't know. Well, so yeah. I don't know enough the about only how thing, the silk works. The only thing is, so the, you said that the way they make their webs is in a spiral. So that would imply that like they're literally facing at any, like they face all of the directions at some point while making the True, mm-hmm. true. Okay. And if well, they some are all directions in a 
Black yeah, 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 but plane. it could be, or you've yeah, seen spider webs oriented all kinds of ways. So. Right. Mm-hmm. But orb weavers try very hard to have vertically oriented Which webs. Which makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense, right? Because things fly laterally across the ground. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but then, so then they'd be up and down. So, okay, so that doesn't make any sense. Exactly. All right. So, so basically, we have no idea why yeah. this is crazy. Yeah, it's really <laughs> fucking weird. So then why don't spiders stick to their webs if it's so sticky? Good question, Zach. <laughs> Oh my god, does it work like tape? Double-sided tape? You don't know how double-sided tape works. I don't know how double-sided Neither tape do works. Neither do I. Okay. No, there's just literally a layer in between the pieces of tape that oh. have different, like a surface chemistry that doesn't really bond. So oh, you mean so that the, the two sides oh, of the tape Oh, when you pull the tape out, together? it's not like yeah. stuck oh. to itself. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Okay. Um, kinda. Um, first off, looking at an orb web, you have the radial spokes and you have the spiral. The radial spokes aren't sticky. They don't put glue on it. Oh, so huh. there are parts of the web that aren't sticky, and the spiders know exactly what parts. And so they can just they can avoid the sticky parts. It's kind of funny because it's like the spiders know which parts. It's like super obvious which parts. It's like it, it's the radial parts, but like the things that they're dealing with are insects. Never going to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> to us, we're like, well, duh, it's just the radial parts. You just stay away from the spiral parts. So it's just they just avoid the sticky bits. There's it's no mechanism. To it. Oh, okay. Um, part of it is they avoid it. When they can't, they have bristles all over their body called seed meat, especially uh, a lot in between their... So spiders' feet look like two hooks. And uh-oh. in between these two hooks is a pad covered in bristles called seed meat. These little hairs create a lot of surface area, and they tiptoe over the sticky parts. <laughs> very little... Basically, only the tips of the hairs touching the sticky parts. That's super creepy. And Can so they like, manipulate like, the little hairs? Uh, not or they just really. kind of move their leg, leg, and move leg over it. it. So it's like very It's like how you can walk on your toes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So just my toes had a bunch of bristles. hair on the bottom. Basically, they're just really careful. <laughs> also, there is potentially some sort of oil covering their CD that uh, the, the bristles on their feet that sort of don't get stuck. So it's sort of, okay. it, it, should be, it could be a chemical thing, but um, for the most part, they just don't touch the sticky parts of their webs, and they're very careful when they do. I kind of like that better than if, like, it was just like, oh, well, the adhesive that they used isn't sticky on them, because it's like... Yeah. It's like, you know... like cheating. Yeah. It, it's kind of like that it's just like, oh, they have to, like, you know, they, like, know it's sticky. They just happen to be the ones who built it, so they know where it's sticky and how it's sticky. <laughs> yeah. So they just sort of, like, aren't idiots and avoid the sticky parts. <laughs> I spilled all this glue. I'm going to go lie down in it now. <laughs> no, I won't because I'm not an idiot. Spiders on drugs. <laughs> no! Wait, is that that video? Yeah, there's a really funny video about spiders on drugs. Oh, I've like, heard of this. Joke. Except this is real. They really put spiders, they really gave spiders drugs and saw how they built webs. But the narration was fake. The narration that was, of that video was fake. That was yes. nuts. But there's <laughs> an actual science behind it. There is some... This... I have a picture. We'll maybe post this on our on our Facebook page of what spider webs look like on different drugs. Oh god, they're so fucked up. What they did was they basically like dissolved some little bit of the drug into water and just dripped it into their mouths or whatever, um, or fed them flies that were injected with the drug. That's hilarious. Classic, you know yeah. what's shocking to me is that okay, so you look at the normal web and it's like this great like egg shape, and then like the marijuana web is, like, not that bad. Like, it's, like, smaller and, and definitely not constructed as well. But yeah. the caffeine web is fucking, like, 
disastrous. Like, doesn't remotely look like a web. Caffeine yeah. is incredibly detrimental to... I'm so surprised that caffeine were, is, like, so much stronger, but, like, fucks it up so much more than marijuana does. How did they, like... Do you think the... Because they're different drugs with different effects and different dosages. Right, dosages. They probably picked some dosage, and, like, what if it was a mild marijuana dose no, they, but a heavy they, caffeine dose? They tried different doses of okay. things. They said at smaller doses of caffeine, spider webs are smaller... Um, at higher doses, the shape changed more and the web design became irregular. Okay, I was just thinking that, like, maybe... So, if they get super-duper high on, mar- <laughs> on marijuana, the the web still remains, like, relatively normally constructed? Yeah. Okay, it's but, just sort super, of, but then on caffeine, it just comes nuts. And then what's yeah. the other one? Benzedrine? Uh, I, yeah, I don't know what benzedrine is. I looked it benzedrine. up. It's, 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 it's an it. amphetamine. Okay. Oh, okay. oh. And and that <laughs> looks relatively normal, though, which is strange because... Yeah, it's just like, I mean, they definitely, like, they just have different neurotransmitters than yeah, we oh, do. Yeah, and so it definitely okay. would just screw them up differently than us. Because, like, if you, were to, if you were to have a person do a task on, like, those three drugs specifically, like, <laughs> caffeine, they would probably do better than normal. Marijuana, they would probably do, like, slightly worse depending on the task horribly worse <laughs> and like an amphetamine like i'm sure it would just be disastrous well, like, depending on the task i guess it depends maybe, yeah. on the task and probably the amphetamine and the other dosage yeah hmm all right well that's nuts lsd was the craziest this is before it was like LSD, an, it's like an anti it's an inverse web according to the researchers strikingly psychedelic patterns <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm sure. On LSD. <laughs> the, uh, the researchers yeah. are probably also oh, taking oh, LSD. LSD. Um, although, no, no, this is not high doses, but less incompatible. The high LSD, very high LSD doses, they didn't make webs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they, just, they, just, <laughs> they just like, they just didn't. <laughs> um, and then it's it's science science three-dimensional webs on LSD. We are high but not incapacitating doses. So normally spiders make webs in a single plane. Yeah. But on LSD, they made it in three dimensions, <laughs> which is so weird. Maybe they're hanging out in it's the fourth dimension funny. and got confused about <laughs> what dimension they're supposed to be building their we web need, in. I need one dimension less than the one I'm in, <laughs> and I'm currently in the fourth dimension. So perfect. So LSD works. <laughs> so are funny. there are there differences between? species of spider in terms of what kind of webs they make, or is it all pretty much like the that classic spider web shape? There's no real consistent relationship between uh, classification of spiders and the types of web they build. It's mostly just sort of, uh, in general, there's families of orb weavers which build orb-shaped webs, but they don't all look the same. Then there's, um, you know, triangle web builders, which build generally triangular webs, but they don't all look the same. You say so orb-shaped, but you mean like two-dimensional, so like... So yeah. circular. Orb weavers are called orb weavers even though they make circles. Okay. I don't know why. Sounds good. But yeah, um, so remember that not all webs are gonna look the same because they're all being built in different areas. Sometimes you have to make a wider web because you've got a longer break between these two branches. Yeah, yeah. yeah or something. Yeah, totally. Or, you know, it, it's it's a lot of different a lot of different stuff between different spiders. So for the most part, webs don't really you can't the only thing you can tell is sort of general patterns of like, oh, the Araneids are orb weavers, the uh, uh, Linifeids are sheet web builders. The Theridians are cobweb builders. Um, so how how much silk can a spider like produce at a given time? A lot. Yeah, a real lot. Interesting. Um, that's a good question. I will look that up, but I don't know that answer off the top of my head. But it's a lot. So their silk glands 
um, the silk starts liquid. Right, um, yeah. It's like the episode we talked about polymers, how you have this sort of liquidy goop, and then you turn it into a functioning sort of plastic. I was literally about to ask that question. This keeps happening to me. Um, <laughs> so it starts off liquidy, and then they pull it out, and they can make a shit ton of it. Cool. That's, That's okay. The reason I asked, because I remember reading an article when I was in like high school about how, so like as part of like the military trying to use spider silk for like uh, bulletproofness applications. Right, because um, it's super strong. They were, they were like, they were, um, they were thinking, they were, they were attempting to do genetic modification of silkworms. Yep. Because silkworms produce a lot more silk, yes. but they produce like mm-hmm. shitty silk that you could never use for a bulletproof vest. It's more of like, it's more like fancy, nice silk. That yeah, silkworms yeah, yeah, yeah. Make for and clothes. so, right. And so, they, but if you genetically modify a silkworm to produce spider silk, then you get a shit ton of spider silk. Yeah. Which sucks for the silkworm, but it's great for the people trying to build the bulletproof vests. So, <laughs> you talked about how spider silk is really strong. Right. That is accurate. In terms of tensile strength, it's stronger than steel. Okay, what what is specifically tensile strength? Because that sounds a, insane. If you have a thread of something and you pull it and it breaks... The point at which it breaks is the tensile strength. So you mean like pull well, on both ends? Yes. Yeah. So if you have, so if you have a. That can make somebody better. Yeah. If you have a strand of spider web and a strand of steel of exactly the same size and shape, right? right. So the same like cross sectional area. Uh huh. And you pull on them with the same amount of tension. So you grab each end, pull it apart. The steel will fail before Meaning the break. spider silk. Yeah. Got it. It'll. it'll Break but, apart, yeah, yeah, you increase the strength you're pulling on right. it, the steel will break first. Now, the thing to note here is that spider silk is made in, like, really thin strands yep. that you would never see steel in. Yeah, and you so can't make buildings to... out of spider webs, right. probably. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing, yeah, so it's, it's tensile strength. It's not compressive strength. It's not sheer strength. Yes. Right. It's tensile strength. Right, because steel has a great sheer strength property in that if you have a pillar of it and you push on the top and the bottom yep. is locked in place, it doesn't, like just immediately collapse on itself, and spider silk would absolutely do yeah. that. And, and also, like, would probably spider, not really like uh, steel can handle compressive loads. Right. Spider silk is a rope. Right. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had to push something with a rope? <laughs> <laughs> you can't push a rope. <laughs> it's literally impossible. Unless you, like, put the rope between your hand and the, and the object. <laughs> which, which, in which case, is not really the, it's, the it's rope, rope is doing anymore. anything there. Yeah, that's so, amazing. So yeah, so silk has a lot of other cool properties too. Like it's super elastic, flexible. Okay. So the reason for this is a web. I so I learned this in my spider class. I took a class um, taught by Dr. Linda Rare a few years ago. It's amazing. And um, it's great. We just got like mini like spider facts every day. They yeah. Would come home and just be like, I learned these three things about spiders. <laughs> so. Um, webs have to do three things. One is stop a prey and its prey item in its path. Okay. To, the prey has to hit the web. Number two, it has to be able to absorb the momentum of the prey without the web breaking. But it also has to trap the prey and keep it there. Right. So obviously the sticking to it part is the glue. Um, the intercepting the prey is where you put your web. But the interesting part is absorb the prey's momentum without breaking if you make your if your silk is too strong the prey will literally hit it and then bounce off 
Right. And if you make it too weak, it'll go straight through it. It'll go into it and just tear apart. Right. You need it to be elastic enough that it bounces in, stretches, and then gets stuck. Yeah. So there's a term that Zach is going to explain, Mr. Engineer. Yes. That so explains elasticity, elastic strength. The Young's modulus, and this is the relationship between stress and strain. What stresses is literally just force per unit area. So, like when I said, um, you know, the steel and the spider strands had to be matched in cross section. Uh-huh. That cross sectional area is the unit area, uh-huh. and then the force you apply to the end. Um, is the force you're applying is a force over area equals stress. Okay. That's all stresses. And then strain is the change in length divided by the original length. So basically, you can just think of it as how much it stretches out. Okay. Um, or it compresses? Yes. Okay, cool. So yeah, it works So both strain directions. is like how much it changes in size. Deforms is a good Yeah. Use, yeah. In a given okay. direction. In a given direction. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you're saying that Young's modulus is lower in... Basically, spider silk is more elastic yes. than steel. And so that means, so this equation is stress equals Young's modulus times strain. So if you have a higher Young's modulus for the same stress, you have a lower strain, which okay. means it's not as elastic. Sure. So it doesn't, so it doesn't, doesn't change in the size of the right. right? Yeah, exactly. So uh, spider silk has a higher tensile strength than steel, but a lower Young's modulus, which means it stretches more than it does, so it can absorb impacts like that, mm-hmm. but also doesn't break as easily, so it can afford to stretch further. Okay, cool. Cool. Okay. Yeah. And sense. then the if you're wondering the basic mechanism of elasticity, we talked about this in the polymers episode, is just literally atoms moving further apart from each other. When you pull on a thing, it stretches atoms apart from each other, mm. and then the electric attraction between them wants to pull them back into their stable positions. So it needs to be made of something where the atoms, in order for something to be like very elastic, it has to be made of something where the atoms are willing to get farther apart from each other without completely like losing their yes. relationship. Cool. Okay. Very, um, very well, stable. In, in couple. terms of like, uh, in terms of like metals and ceramics and things, like with uh, proper like just packed atoms, whereas polymers are weird because they have strands of like long molecules right, right, attached. Right, right, right. They're a little bit of a weird case. So listen to our polymers. I'm so you can learn more about that. Yeah. So who here has seen the movie Spider Man Two? I have. I have. Amy, Spider Man, Amazing Man. Oh no, Doc Ock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Tobey Maguire. Yeah, totally. The 2003 or something. Yeah. Remember the scene where he stopped the train? Yeah. There's a train hurtling off the yeah, tracks, yeah, yeah. and he's got in front of it, and <laughs> threw a, a bunch of webs awesome, out. Awesome gif of that today. Hold, yeah. <laughs> his face his in that scene is amazing. Toby <laughs> Maguire, you are my fucking hero. <laughs> um, so, literally, he just throws a bunch of webs out, and right. it stretches really hard, and it stops the train. Right. The question is, could spiders actually do that? Could okay. spider silk, is spider silk strong enough to actually do that? We know the answer to this. Okay, cool. Um, basically, they calculated the force needed to stop the train. This is, this is a, 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 a paper that I found from University of California that they calculated the force needed to stop the train, which is about 300,000 newtons. Okay, wow. And they analyzed the web, geometry, the anchor points. They calculated the tensile strength required of the silk fiber. And so what they found is that in order to stop the train, you need a Young's modulus of 3.12 gigapascals. And so pascal is the unit of, that's just newtons over meters squared, so force over area. Okay. Giga is 10 to the ninth. Yep. 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 And uh, so, yeah. 
So it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> Spider Silk has Young's Moduli ranging from 1.5 to 12 gigapascals. No kidding. Spider-Man could actually have done that if he using didn't... real spider silk. Well, it, you know, except that he's at the front of the train, so okay, he yeah. also have to not rip into pieces. <laughs> yes, correct. Which could happen because Spider-Man is, like, re- weirdly strong. Yeah, like, and he's got spider silk for his veins, probably. <laughs> well, That's he really works. shouldn't, but... <laughs> well, but yeah. this is not an anatomically correct... Oh, his suit's ripping. How sad. Zach's just watching yeah. this clip really right funny. now. Um, <laughs> Biologist William K. Purves wrote that the movie Spider-Man drastically underestimates the strength of silk. Real dragline silk would not need to be nearly as thick as the strands deployed by our web-swinging hero. I mean, he's got to be able to hold on yeah, to yeah, yeah, Sure, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. So, so that scientist is an idiot. But if you think about in terms of just using the silk to stop the train, right. yeah. you could yeah. do it with real Spider-Man. You just abstracted it too much, though, man. you got to think about the human function. You've got the hands, big old hands. Yeah, he's got to grab this stuff. Also, like, if you could stop it more quickly... That'd be ideal. Yeah. Like, also, <laughs> also, he has one setting for web thickness in this movie. <laughs> but no, but he yeah. shoots a bunch of strands. True. Like over okay. the course. Yeah, well, okay. Of How about this? He can't do complex math with variables. I know, he right? Know the values. <laughs> He's of just like, I'm gonna one. shoot a lot. He's of like, thread. I'm just gonna save these people. I that's my goal. I'm just yeah. gonna go. Although he could have maybe overdone it and just stopped the train immediately and just killed everyone. Killed everyone. <laughs> He is super, he's like incredibly intelligent. Um, he invented, the, well, depending on the version, he either invented the web like right. himself that he can shoot or it just comes out of him. Yeah, in this in this movie he actually didn't invent it's the biological, shooters, which yeah. is super right. weird. Which is, yeah, not how the comic book <laughs> Spider-Man works. <laughs> not at all. Huh? Um, I'm just really excited about We could about totally Spider-Man. just talk about Spider-Man. In Captain America forever. Civil War trailer today. <laughs> go fucking watch that. Go see Spider-Man in that shit. I Yo, that trailer wait. made me tear up. It was so, so good. Exciting. So wonderful. <laughs> All I, right. hope that, I hope they make that Spider-Man smart. I, I like, yeah. really do hope that. I mean, not that like Marvel has obviously done such a spectacular job with like picking the right characteristics to portray in the movies. I'm sure they won't lose that. But like... It's interesting because they did make a big point, especially in Avengers, about like how intelligent some of the members of the team were, like mm-hmm. with like Tony and and um, and the Hulk. Oh my God, Bruce. Banner! Um, <laughs> uh, just like bantering back and forth and just being like stupidly, ridiculously intelligent all the yeah. time. And like, I, it would be great to add just like a high schooler <laughs> who's just like almost on so that level. And Hulk, it's just kind of Hulk's not around, so Tony needs someone to like. True. Ideas off of and, science bros. and Spider-Man and science bro. is on Tony's side, that's so it could point. be a and Hulk replacement. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Fun Hulk replacement. <laughs> All right, guys, we figured out what the movie's about. It's gonna be, <laughs> that's it. That's it's gonna be, Tony Stark is going to be Spider-Man's new father figure since Uncle Ben's One probably dead. Right? Finds hope rekindled when he takes in a young boy after his losing his friend. <laughs> that's the plot of Captain America: Civil War. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> All right. What else is there to talk about with spiders? A real fucking lot. Spiders are awesome. <laughs> so we talked about silk. What's the other thing spiders are real known for? Being all venomy and shit. Spider-Man's right. classic enemy. Venom. 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 Who is not Venom. at all venomous. Yeah, he's a... Let's not talk about that. It's <laughs> too complicated to go. It's an alien parasite thing. Symbiote. Symbiote. Yeah. So, Venom. Not the Marvel character. <laughs> Venom in spiders. Toxic stuff. So, Zach asked me a question earlier. He goes... So we know that venom means if it bites you, you die. 
poison is if you bite it, you die. Right. <laughs> That's how you know the difference between venomous and poison. It's like poisonous. a touch versus an injection. Yes. Yeah. So venom is when something, yeah, it has something that's going to inject in you. Poison is like if you eat something, it kills you. Right. Zach asked me earlier, are there poisonous spiders? We know there are venomous spiders. Mm-hmm. Are there poisonous spiders? That question is really fucking hard to find the answer to because no one fucking knows the difference between poisonous and venomous. <laughs> really? oh, you can't Google it. So I have no idea if there are spiders that have poison in them that if you ate them, you'd die. Mm-hmm. I don't know the answer to that because every time I Googled it, it was like, yes, these spiders are poisonous and if they bite you, you die. I'm like, that's not what poisonous means. <laughs> You're wrong. So, so yeah, because it could be the case that like the venom that they have is also poisonous. Like, it could be. And so it, if you it, ate the spider right, without it, it, if you ripped off its fangs and ate it, you could right, still right, right, die right. potentially. But a lot of people eat spiders. In Cambodia, cooked tarantulas, delicacy. But also, tarantula venom, not that bad. True. Also, cooking maybe makes it... Yeah, bad. also, also they cooking Maybe them. don't have the fangs in them. I don't know their cooking process. Yeah. yeah. But at least the rest of the body, then, is safe to eat. Right. It's just the venom True. that we're wondering. And I mean, the, the spiders aren't designed... Well, okay, that was a weird... Careful with that word, word But also, even, like... I was going to say, we couldn't even know this for sure. Like, if they have venom, presumably it's to inject it, but also maybe it's if they get eaten, it kills the thing that ate them. But for the like, most part, it doesn't seem like a thing spiders have other defense mechanisms yeah. okay. than poison. Um, so let's talk about some spider venom. Let's talk about some spider venom. First things first, when spiders bite you, they don't always inject venom. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. So it's not like a bee sting. It's not like a bee sting where it's, where it's like always injecting mm-hmm. bee venom. Spiders can dry bite, but it can choose whether or not to inject venom and bite. <laughs> choose. And, that's funny, mm. they can also <laughs> decide how much venom to put into a bite. Oh, that's cool. Apparently, there was a spider huh. they looked into where apparently about only a third of the bites were actually venomous. And of those bites, only a third of them were, like, full strength. Hmm. Interesting. So, so they sort of are maybe conserving venom. Yes. Cool. I'm assuming that's also the probably, is probably energetically yeah. expensive to make. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. complex chemical compound. Right. So are they immune to their own venom? Can they inject their prey and just straight up eat it right then, and just then they get the well, energy back from with, the venom, well, so it doesn't just but kill them? It's not poison, presumably. Oh right. So they can inject their prey, right. and then they're gonna eat right. it, not inject it into themselves. So it'd He's still right. be fine. And they can break it down and get the energy back, presumably. Yes, and also oh, wicked. Not all venom is the same. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so let's take a classic example to sort of illuminate the differences between spider venoms. Okay. The two big categories are neurotoxic versus necrotic. So, like uh, brain necrotic. damage versus so, like flesh rotting. Exactly. So, <laughs> neurotoxic uh, venoms will paralyze you and do serious nerve damage, whereas necrotic bites will start to dissolve your tissues <laughs> and rot your flesh. It's horrendous. So, <clears throat> we'll talk about two of the spiders that people know. Okay. Black widows and brown recluses. Okay. In the family's Latra- or the genus Latrodectus, Mactans is the black widow, and then Loxoskelis is the recluse. Okay. So, um, black widows have neurotoxic venom. The venom that they produce is called latrotoxin, because latrodectus, latrotoxin. Latrotoxin calls, causes latrodectism. Jesus Christ. So, I mean, okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, and what this does to you is if a black widow bites you... Symptoms include... You get, <laughs> symptoms include pain, muscle virginity, vomiting, and sweating. 
Oh god. That seems pretty unpleasant. <laughs> I like how sweating is. But just rarely fatal. Okay. Okay, that's good. Um some powerful neurotoxins can, you know, kill you. But black widow bites, latrotoxin, probably not gonna kill you. What about you permanent nerve damage? No. People usually really? recover pretty well. That's good. So it's just temporary suffering. Uh, How long this, does it last? That's usually? a good question. I don't know off the top of my head. Okay. But also, not... is it just the case that the reason that people don't suffer permanent nerve damage and die and stuff is because they go to the hospital and the hospital's like, here's an antivenom. Yes, that's oh, true. Okay. If you leave it untreated, it could go badly. Oh, but okay, okay. For the most part... Okay. okay. So um, if you get, also, also if you get if you bitten a, by a black widow, go, go to, the, to the, oh, yeah, the hospital. Sure, yeah. go to the hospital. I'm okay. not saying walk it off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, you know, if you're to die from a black widow bite, you'd have to completely ignore some serious issues right? and also probably have a compromised immune system. Okay. All right, so that, that's Recluses yeah. have necrotic bites. What they have is um, a tissue-destroying agent called sphingomyelinase D. Ace Sphingo. We talked about this in the past. Ace is a suffix meaning enzyme. Right, yes. And it literally breaks down myelin. Oh, no. Muscle fibers. Oh, no. All my veins. <laughs> so... <laughs> Basically, Sags only fears losing his gains. He gets bitten. He's like, no! He just starts working out, like, rapidly, just violently working out. I just eat the spider for protein. <laughs> um, so the way this toxin, sphingomyelinase D, works is um, it converts structural components of the cell membrane into ring forms. So we talked about how cell membrane is a lipid bilayer, right? And it converts uh, uh, it into ring forms that don't really hold the cell together very yeah. well. Oh, no. Rings aren't good at that. Which tells your body, oh, this cell's dead. I need to kill it. And then oh, your shit. body starts killing itself because oh, a toxin is destroying no, no, no. the cells. Oh, God, that's horrible. Yeah. All right. It's horrifying. Necrotic bites are so much scarier. But also, if you get bitten by a brown recluse, you're probably not going to die. You're actually yeah. pretty much guaranteed not to but die. Your but your skin's going to come But what about the part where they off. bit you? Oh, also, does it just, is it a local Yes. Necrosis? It's very local. Okay. So you get, like, a small But it region. spreads, though. Not really. Oh, okay. Not There's much. only so much. It pretty much gets broken. Right. It's not like a virus. It doesn't right. replicate. It doesn't replicate. So you get uh, maybe some local blistering and some local tissue breakdown, and it looks like you have a little wound, and you go to the hospital, you get it treated, you're and fine. It, and it heals, and it's whatever. It heals maybe have a scar. Okay. Yeah, you maybe have a scar at most. Does it hurt? Probably not. Um... It's got to hurt. I mean, your flesh well, is so, so the thing is that I want to expect is, like, probably the venom itself doesn't hurt, but you just are being exposed, like, your insides are being exposed to the outside. Yes, oh, that's exactly what it is. That's why that's going to happen. It's because your flesh that's usually protected by skin no longer has skin in front of it. Oh, no. All right, so there's this spider that I've heard of that... Um, I'm going to guess it has a neurotoxin because of what it does. I don't know what it's called. I don't remember exactly the effects of its bite, but I'm going to refer to it as the uh, boner-inducing murder spider. <laughs> the boner-inducing murder spider. Pretty sure that exists. Commonly known as uh, banana spiders. Brazilian wandering spiders. Wait, those are banana spiders? Those oh, are banana spiders. Oh, banana spiders. No. no, banana spiders are like I don't know banana spiders giant are. ass yellows. Well, oh. they're not yellow. Oh, they're not they're yellow? So, a banana spiders is a name shared with several other spiders. Oh, okay. Lots okay. of uh, things are called banana spiders. Damn it. But they're called banana spiders. Um, but the main, the good name to know them by is Brazilian wandering spiders. 
uh, the genus Phonutria. These are listed as the world's most venomous spiders. Okay, just declare some of them are yellow, just so that I um, feel better about myself. <laughs> just looked it up. So <laughs> they're so big. Their venom contains a really, really strong neurotoxin called PHTX3. PHTX3. Wait, that very large. that sounds like Tony. What the hell is his name? I don't care. Horton, maybe his new exercise program. <laughs> PHTX3. Um, P30X, what's it called? P, P, P90X. 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 That's close. It's off my back to three. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so, this is horrifying. Lactro, latrotoxin, pretty bad. It hurts. It might kill you. Okay. PHTX3 is horrifying. What it does is it's a calcium channel blocker. So what that does is it literally just blocks your uh, nerve receptors. Oh. So your oh, nerves shit. can't talk to each other. That's oh, no. ideal. Um, at deadly concentrations, this neurotoxin, I'm reading off of the Wikipedia page for the Brazilian laundry spider, the neurotoxin causes loss of muscle, muscle control and breathing problems, resulting in complete paralysis, eventual asphyxiation. Oh, God. Oh, shit. You just can't make yourself breathe. Also... The toxin has an effect on a serotonin receptor of sensory nerves, causing extreme pain and inflammation. Oh, God! Oh. So spiders are scary is what you're saying. <laughs> I'm saying this spider is scary. Okay. Oh, God. It's, horrible. it's also scary looking. That's not all it does. <laughs> oh, that no. That's it the boner-inducing oh, right. murder spider. <laughs> totally forgot we about that We already covered part. how it's a spider. We already covered how it's murder. Murder, <laughs> murder spider. <laughs> Boner-inducing. No, it doesn't have a big pair of boobs on its back. <laughs> <laughs> what this toxin can do a is called mimic. priapism. Priapism. Hey. Which is what Viagra commercials warn you about. Erections lasting longer than four hours. <laughs> oh, no! Because you get insane inflammation and very little <laughs> nerve control, you get enormous... Men who are bitten by the right. spider can get enormous, long-lasting erections oh. that are incredibly painful. Oh, oh no! Swell up to like the size of like a sausage. <laughs> Jesus, this sounds horrible. Wait, does that happen to women too? Like they have they have erogenous zones that inflame. Um, yes, but not to the same extent okay. because of how just because so much penises smaller are and, to yeah, erection. Right. Oh yeah. So yeah. you get very <laughs> Jesus intense muscle cramping. And stiffness, and then inflammation. Muscle cramp in your penis! <laughs> um, it can last for several hours and can make you completely impotent. Holy shit, no kidding. But Forever? Funnily enough. Funnily, is that a word? Sure, funnily go for enough, it. Um, oh, yes. A component of the venom called TX26. Researchers are looking into using it as an erectile dysfunction God medication. I mean, it makes sense. It would work. Yeah. Why not? Uh, well, so, um, I can think of a few reasons. I'm going to start with human trials. So, it's fine. Conutria, basically, um, this is the spider I was talking about, about um, how, where, where was it? About a third is of their bites have venom in them, and oh. only a small quantity in one third oh, of those Oh, so places. don't even worry about it. Yeah. Two thirds of the time, if you get bitten, you won't get a giant boner that will kill you. Only 2% of bites in children were serious enough to require anti-venom. 
Okay. For the most part, mm. they bite you and don't inject you with this horrifying neurotoxin. <laughs> I do not want to take that risk. Because they are not, they're not that evil. They're just defending themselves. Right. Their prey is um, usually so trying to scare you away. mantids, tree frogs, lizards, but they're pretty scary. Um, so they're also dose, so big. Yeah, they're very large. Really they're big. Some of the largest. They're pretty large spiders. Um, oh, they're teenids. Yep. <laughs> Wandering spiders is a family that are very large and usually very aggressive. Great. Um, Excellent. Lethal dose. Let's talk lethal dose. I love lethal um, dose. The lethal dose of the LD50 to kill a twenty gram mouse um, for latrotoxin. Oh, sorry. Hold on a sec. For latrotoxin, lethal dose to kill a twenty gram mouse is about a hundred micrograms. Okay. Okay. That's pretty small. For the PHTX3, six micrograms. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, shit. It's 20 times stronger than Black Widow Venom. Oh, God. That's horrendous. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yep. I cry ever, Tim. <laughs> but, 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 I can't stress this enough. This is a very, very small proportion of spiders. Most spiders are completely harmless. Their venom isn't strong enough to hurt you, and sometimes their fangs aren't even strong enough to break your skin. Those are my favorite. So <laughs> those are the good ones. So okay, most so something... 99.99% of the time, you're not going to encounter a spider that's dangerous, and even if you do, it's not going to kill you. Okay, Spiders so are very not while that's true, I feel like it's maybe important to express that, like, so in any given region of the world, unless you live in New Zealand or Australia, then you're kind of screwed. Um, <laughs> most, most, like, most spiders that you encounter are not in, re- even remotely dangerous. And there are only a very small number in, ever, in any given part of the world that could be dangerous. So, mm-hmm. like, for example, in the Northeast, you, the only, basically the only thing around here is brown recluse that could, like, be Not really even really. We don't get brown recluses this high up. There's oh, very was, few. There's maybe some, in New Jersey. But not up here. Yeah, not yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, I guess it was, I was talking about it in New Jersey, which is the okay. last time I checked this, checked into this. I think and even then, that's probably the northernmost probably, tip of the Probably, yeah. And, but it was, like, that was it. That was, like, the only thing that could be remotely dangerous that you would encounter in the area when I was looking them up. So just, like, be able to identify that one kind of spider, know not to, like, pick it up and play with it, and every other kind of spider, you're just fine. Yep. We had a couple, there were a couple spiders hanging out in our apartment over the summer, and we just left them there because yeah. they were eating all the fruit They're, flies, and it was great. Yeah. Spiders are pretty good at pest control. <laughs> not amazing, but pretty good. Yeah, but pretty good. I mean, better pretty than good we house. were. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they are better at pest control than we are at cleaning. <laughs> so... Um, so here's a fun fact. Um, a problem with spider bites and the scariness of them mm-hmm. is that so many people see a weird lump and they go, oh my God, a spider bit me. Or they go, ooh, this hurts a little, or this itches a little. Oh, a spider bite. Easily a spider bite. Gotta be a spider bite. No. Um, also, I've seen people get like two, like two, like bite marks that are like half an inch apart. They're like, look, there's two marks. It's a spider. spider bite. It's like, no spiders. <laughs> what spider's jaws are that far apart that aren't living around here? Like that spider, exist at all. Yeah, spider fangs are like very close together. Literally, probably uh, 999 times out of 1,000, 
people are misdiagnosing what they think is a spider bite. Not surprising. Something else. Right. So they're super overblown in how aggressive and how bitey they are. Mm-hmm. Also, so here's the fun fact I was going to say. In the 20th century, guess how many reliably reported deaths from spider bites there were? Um, Three. In the 20th century. In the 20th century. A hundred years. I'm sticking with three. Uh, a few thousand? A hundred. About one person per year died from a spider <laughs> oh my bite. God. One person. <laughs> wow. That's How many nice. people suffered, though? <laughs> That's what I'm concerned about. No, the more fun fact is, here's, a, here's another fun fact. Well, this is the actual fun fact. How many people in the 20th century died from jellyfish stings? <laughs> Probably a lot more than a hundred. Guesses. A few thousand. 300. 1,500. Oh, man. 15 times as many people so half died from jellyfish stings <laughs> than died from spider bites. Jeez. Spiders are not going to kill you. They're not scary. They're not going to crawl into your things. They're not going to bother you for the most part. They're going to crawl into your yeah, things. Yeah, what if they crawl okay, in my fine, ear? They're mostly gonna, no, they're not going to do that. If they crawl in my mouth. No. How many spiders do I eat over the course of the year? <laughs> Seven? Zero. What's that, eight? What's that thing about uh, you swallow eight spiders in your sleep or it was something? Six, is that your lifetime? It was, over it was, lifetime? No, it was six a year, and it was totally made up by some guy who was trying to prove how easy it was <laughs> to just make something up on the internet and have people believe it. So, in terms of, like, spiders basically treat us as part of the landscape. They see us as just big, as we would see, like, a mountain. And right. we're loud, and we snore, and we have, it's, like, moist and damp, and we go, there's a lot of movement. They're gonna stay the fuck away from our mouths. Hmm. I believe that. Yeah, that's probably... So, snore. Make sure to snore, <laughs> like, deep-throatedly, and then it'll... Out. The deep chest store, snore. Alright, so we're talking about creepy spiders and how spiders aren't creepy, but tarantulas freak me the, the hell out. Why? Because they're shiny and hairy. Why are they hairy? Yeah, wait, why are they hairy? Most okay. spiders aren't hairy. Or they are, just tiny hairs. Explain this to me. <laughs> you already did. Most spiders have these CD on them. So remember we talked about spiders are arthropods, which means they have hard exoskeletons. When you have a hard exoskeleton, it tends to be kind of hard to, to see what's going on outside of the exoskeleton. Because unlike us, where we oh. have nerves on our skin oh. that can feel things, they don't. It's a skeleton. <laughs> they, oh, they can't damn. feel things. Really? So what they do is they have these bristles that extend from their body called CD, and all spiders have them. Tarantulas just tend to have bigger, thicker ones. It's like if you were covered in eyelashes. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I feel like that's not going to touch anyone for a while now. <laughs> but, 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 tarantulas have also urticating hairs. I don't know what that means. Urticating hairs are hairs on the abdomen of tarantulas. Have you ever like seen a picture of tarantula? They have a weird patch of discoloration on their abdomen. Okay. These are specially designed hairs called urticating hairs, and what they are is they're they, they sort of loosely sit in the follicle. Well, not really follicle. I'm just calling it that. They just sort of... Okay. The little exoskeleton hole. And what they do is when they're threatened, they go... And they just throw, pull them all out and throw them? They literally just rub their hairs off <laughs> and throw them into the air. Like kunai? Like Shuriken? What? Yeah. 
Kinda. Um, these hairs are super tiny and super barbed. Um, oh. Throwing knives. And uh, right, yeah, throwing yeah. knives. I got you. Extremely irritating. So, two. No kidding. It's a small thing. Yeah, right. Not Except, mm. um, some spiders have pretty dangerous urticating hairs to us. So, for the most part, you know, a tarantula that gets you with an urticating hair, like, if it gets into your eyes, it's like, ah, uh, uh, it feels uh, like I have something in my eye. Duh, you know, yeah, like, yeah. go wash your eye out or something. Yeah. The Goliath bird-eating spider, which is the largest spider in the world by yeah. mass, which eats hummingbirds sometimes. Oh, my God. Um, oh, my God. Hairs, um, can result in painful rashes and have been, according to Wikipedia, have been likened to sharp shards of fiberglass. Oh, shit. Yes. Yeah. Getting fiberglass in anywhere on your body yeah. is real bad. Horrible. Yeah, so don't piss off Goliath bird eaters. Wow. Weird. And they're just, like, barbed hairs? Like, that's mm -hmm. all it it's is? literally just a barbed hair. Oh, man, that's awful. Um, potentially maybe having some chemicals, irritating, mm. irritating chemicals yeah. on them. But for the most part, it's just the barbs that... So Goliath bird eaters are huge. Very big. Are they the biggest spider? They are the largest spider by mass. Okay. That's probably what I care about. Because the other ones are, like, spindly and creepier, but, like, they're, like, easy to squish, probably. Um, and they eat birds. Sometimes it's rare. They, ha they have the capacity, to eat and that's the, the biggest thing spiders have eaten, probably. Yeah. Okay. Small birds, like hummingbirds, like really small like birds. Small birds. <laughs> We're not talking like this is a spider that ate an eagle. <laughs> that was. <something>. Oh no. <laughs> eagle eater. Realistically, ants can probably take down larger prey than spiders because there are more of them. Just because there are a lot of them. Actually. This is a nice segue. Oh, yeah? Ants are extremely aggressive predators to the point where spiders are terrified of ants. No shit. There are <laughs> spiders in the family Salticity, which are the jumping spiders. Right. These spiders are ant mimic spiders. Oh, yeah. What they do is they their bodies are very elongated. Rather than like looking like a spider, their uh -huh. bodies look like ant bodies. No way. Here's another problem with spiders. What's the difference? How, just looking at it, what's the difference between a spider and an ant? Just, just by on visual alone. Extra legs. How many legs do ants have? Six. How many legs do spiders Eight. have? Eight. What's another thing that ants have that spiders lack? Antenna. Antenna. Ant mimic spiders hold their front legs up. Oh, in God. the air <laughs> and pretend that they are antennae. That's amazing. That's that hilarious. Work? Like, it works no, so, so well. So here's what's weird to me is that that implies that ants use at least partly like vision to distinguish other ants from other mm -hmm. things. That's not all they do. Okay. Because that's not how ants... That's, right. Ants are extremely they use pheromones, chemical right? extremely yeah, stinky. communicators. Ant mimic spiders often... Uh, have chemical mimicry. They produce the same pheromones. Oh, no kidding. And so there's three reasons why you'd want to be an ant mimic spider. The one we talked about, the main one, is you're fucking terrified of ants. Right. You and don't they're want really ants scary to and you don't want to bother them. Seriously, um, a spider taking on like an ant or two is a bad idea. Yeah, I've seen ants videos will of that. Fuck your and shit like up, the spiders dude. are way bigger and the oh, ants yeah. just destroy ants them. Ants will fuck your shit up. <laughs> um, so they also do behavioral mimicry where they move their front legs around like antenna to look like antenna. They touch other ants' wow, faces and antenna. Wow, it's so intense! Um, so another reason why they might do this is um, they might do this to sort of steal food from ants. 
Give me that. I'll, I'll take it back to home base and then just walk away with it. Oh, sure. I am pretty tired, I guess. However, there are things called Myrmecophiles. Myrmec meaning ant, files meaning lover. Ant-wing spiders that live in ant nests. And are treated as one of the colony. They just pretend and to they be just ants. Pretend to be Holy ants. Shit. Their whole lives, and they just live in ant colonies. That's straight up the weirdest thing the ever. It must be really uncomfortable. Yeah. It's are there human mimics? Oh, oh no! You're Zach's re- looking like straight down, staring. I'm a little worried that he's like been behaviorally mimicking us the whole time. <laughs> he isn't actually. A that human. would explain why he's so fucking weird. I think it's him. <laughs> What? You're the human human mimic spider. spider. You're trying to get us to love spiders and accept them. So why else would eat you? Yeah, or just like, (laughs) or just you continue hanging out with us. You wouldn't have to act like us as much anymore once you're more accepted. This is weird. Oh, he he did a spider thing. I think think he's like. That doesn't make sense. Spiders don't have lips. Yeah, but your cheekbones are starting to jut out into pointy bits. I don't know what you're saying. Um, I'm really I uncomfortable think that's now. that's just him smiling. <laughs> oh, is that what you that is? Sorry, I struggle with human emotions because <laughs> I am a spider. So, one more thing about ant mimics, because you guys are fucking crazy and I'm not a human mimic. Um, I'm a human. <laughs> yeah, so you tell us. Anyway, go on. Um, so, one interesting thing that ant mimics have to account for is that male and female spiders, we'll get into this a bit, male and female spiders are different sizes. Right. So male antimic spiders of one species and female antimic spiders of the same species might mimic different species of ants. <laughs> because Classic. of sheer size difference. That's nuts. <laughs> it's so bizarre. That's pretty funny. That's amazing. That is amazing. This is like very complex behavior. It's yeah. really incredible. That's so crazy. So we have a, like a lot more to talk about. And we're already like an hour and 45 minutes into this episode, so I think we should probably just split it into two. Two? Oh my god, Dave's freaking out. (laughs) This is the only thing we've ever split into two. Yeah. I guess like exercise, sort of, except neither of those episodes exist anymore. Uh, (laughs) What is up with that? (laughs) The universe hates you. It's so upsetting. The second one wasn't even really Zach's. It was was really Tia's episode. episode. (laughs) Um, All right, well, so we're going to sign out. All right, well, we'll continue talking about spiders next week on Scientifically Speaking. Thank you, listeners. Oh, we're telling you what the next episode is. Dave did it, and it, we know what <laughs> it is, gonna be and it's going to be, oh my God, we is a milestone. For once. All <laughs> right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.